Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 365, covering Observer Effect and Babel 1 with Amanda Smith. Hi, friends. We're back again. And Amanda, you don't have to watch Enterprise ever again. That's true. I don't. But I did no, deliberately. Nor will I. Nor will I. Uh, I did go back and watch the uh, Vulcan trilogy because you guys talked about it so good. And I wasn't around when you uh-huh. watched it. Mm-hmm. And what did you think? It was fine. Uh, it was. Mm-hmm. I would say it was good for Enterprise, but not good for Star Trek. Well, when you're when you're down in the shit like we are, I mean anything, uh-huh. any anything at all, like hey, a crumb, yeah. maybe I won't starve <laughs> to death. That's I, that's do, where we are do now. You know how exciting it was to have three not terrible episodes in a row, like yeah, for this show, like I cannot think of a of a of a three episode stretch that was that good. Yeah, like uh, at this point, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, I think what my I could vo- get was three episodes about Vulcans. Fine, mm-hmm. good. I think my Enterprise fatigue is, like, showing in a different way than you guys. Like, the symptoms are different because you're like, oh, look, something that's not terrible. And for me, I'm like, uh, I guess it's not terrible, but it's the show's so bad. The uh, mm-hmm. A couple of listeners have called us out on being unfair about Archer stories just because we have written Archer mm-hmm. off completely. And that's true. But I think yep. we're being completely fair. I yeah. think <laughs> he sucks. Also... Also, if I'm being compl- if I'm being unfair to Archer, I don't care. Yeah, I they, this at has this, never at been. At this point, I am so past impartiality. Just like fuck this show. We've never been about being impartial. This has always been. This is our take on Star Trek. I mean, that's also we, true. We never claim to be objective observers. We're fucking reviewers. Reviewers tell their opinions. We're, no, we're not heroes. <laughs> well, I mean that word's thrown around a lot, mostly by Amanda. Yeah, it is. That's true. She will, you know. Put some soup in a bowl and call herself a hero. You know, the word hero is thrown around a lot. Sure is. And properly, at me. <laughs> uh-huh, the end. I got out of bed today. Well. Hero. Hero, th- question mark? I think, I think, hero, exclamation point. Mm-hmm. I think we've all had that one. That's, that, that's relatable. So you're, you're veering uh, back to relatability here. Oh, no, I don't belong there. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, why don't you tell us about the overwhelmingly interesting episode known as Observer Effect. Observer Effect. Uh Uh-huh. Observer Effect. A summary by me, Amanda, on Observer Effect. It was all a test. And in conclusion, it was all a test. And that's why Observer Effect was my best summer vacation. (laughs) I mean, like, all joking aside, and given how little there was to this one, there is very little to joke about for this comedy show. Like, not a lot happened. Um, Hoshi, you remember, Hoshi Mm -hmm. and Trip go down to some wreck. They get a disease. It turns out some aliens have been watching a bunch of different species get this disease to see how they react to getting a disease, you know, by dying. And then they write up little book reports on it. <laughs> um, 
And, oh, right. And the aliens don't have bodies and they they possess crew members in order to do their little book reports on death by this carbon flu. It's Mm carbon-based rather than, like, disease-based. And it turns out that the specialist race in the universe, humans, react the best to getting this disease. And they're the smartest and and most noble about it. And the the most ever. Mm Mm-hmm. And so one of the aliens falls in love with how great humans are and cures them. And then the crew all gets mind wiped. So nobody remembers any of it ever happened. So it's like it never happened. Like that. That's it. Um, Tribble. (laughs) Excellent. I don't know that I'd call you a hero for that summary. (laughs) My summaries tend to run long. Yeah, no, and, and you make a point of saying, let's watch these early in the week so you can think about it and really mull what your thing's going to be. And yeah. all week you were thinking about it and you're just like, I got nothing. Yeah, no, I like it because yeah. I, well, I do. I, I want to bring mm-hmm. like some critical thought and some, some analysis yeah. and like, you know, some jokes. Yeah. That's, yeah, a little professionalism to this show. That's what we try to do, but uh, as sometimes... expected by a hero. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You live up to your heroic reputation. I'm, Come I'm on. I'm trying. Yes. Yeah. And my fan. Yeah, your your fan. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it, it was a pretty this slow sucked, one. <laughs> I didn't I don't think it sucked. There were some good things I thought. It's not the suckiest Voyager I or Enterprise. <laughs> this would be an amazing this, Voyager. This is the this is, uh-huh. me, this is me like the suckiest autocomplete Voyager. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. this this is not Oh, I've retroactively started loving Voyager now <laughs> just because of this show being so terrible. Oh yeah. I'll take a Neelix, Chakotay, and Harry Kim episode over any of this. I would say that at its best, Enterprise is probably better than Voyager at its worst, Mm. but that's about it. Yeah, Yeah, but Enterprise is at its best so rarely. Like Like, three times. I I can count on a decent Voyager episode, you know pretty regularly. Yeah, in a in a 26 or whatever episode season, we get at least five good ones, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, that's I, like, still I very that I keep coming back to yeah. this, but there's an entire season of this show that blows. Yeah. An entire season. Yeah. There wasn't one good episode in season three, was there? No, there was not. No. I checked. There were moments that we didn't hate, but overall, yeah. the at the end of the day, the episode, like if we graded on like a, like a, a school grading mm-hmm. system, everything would have gotten a D or below, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Just a big bag of D. Season three gets an <laughs> F minus minus. Yeah. Unfortunately, yours has a big F on it. Yeah. And a pukey sticker. This, uh, Mr. Yuck? Ha! <laughs> yeah. The, this had some moments, though, like there were some good character things, and this is actually my good thing. Um, I'm mm. always a fan of putting two unlikely characters in a room and making them get to know each other while also letting us get to know them, and Hoshi mm. and Trip were a great choice to do that with. I know, like, six things about Hoshi now. It yeah. was nice to see Hoshi again. I was reminded that I like Hoshi. That and, Hoshi exists yep. at all, yes. She's been really doing the hailing frequencies open thing mm-hmm. this season, where it's and last season, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, when she even gets that, mm-hmm. like, yeah. And they gave her a, a, an episode or two a season prior to that, and she did get an episode in season three, but it was that Beauty and the Beast one, so you know. <laughs> but no, it was a. It, I, does that? I I think that might actually take points away from Hoshi. Oh yeah, absolutely. But this, like, we got because she and Trip are. They think they're dying, right. and they're just like, mm-hmm. this reminds me of the Academy when I did this. And we got some really great stuff about her. She ran a floating poker game. 
at the academy, which she, mm. because she's a big nerd, said, well, the rules said don't do it during, I don't remember exactly what it was, don't do it during there's hours. No, there's nothing in the rules that say a dog can't play poker. Yeah, exactly. Or five of them in a painting. But exactly. She was technically not doing anything illegal, and then someone called her out on it, and she punched him. <laughs> it was awesome. I love what a rules nerd she is, yeah. and how, like, she was doing this cool, illegal thing, but she still did it in a way that was nerdy. I like when yep. your your rules quoting nerd can use that to mm-hmm. like like it's kind of like when Kirk at his best mm-hmm. he knows the rules yeah. and he knows either that's why it's which ones he can break or mm-hmm. you know which ones he can get around or whatever yeah that's why it's useful to have a rules uh, rules nerd they yeah. know all the rules right <laughs> exactly and and we learned a bunch of stuff about her the one thing I didn't love is that she knows like karate or something and it's like oh Aikido, I think yeah so. oh good asian character knows asian martial arts that's that's is a that little... an asian martial art like i actually don't know i believe it was because I, I think so, she yeah. said it was from japan or something like that and okay. i i might be getting this wrong but i'm pretty sure that's what she said and it was just kind of like really you gotta you gotta do that it's like when keiko just mm-hmm. ate rice all the time like you mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. give them any other thing but that that that's yeah, like, like a that's docking a half point because at least we know yeah. something about her. And I mean, you want I your mean, like, character. You're picking the martial art that she does. Like, yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, it could be. And she knows alien culture, so it could even be a Rigelian whatever. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. you, you don't want your character, um, like your character of color to like distance themselves from their heritage or whatever. No, of course not. But this didn't sure. feel like that. This didn't feel like, hey, this is a thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, when she talked about, you know, learning how to do her grandma's soup. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, that's yeah. cool. But this was like, uh, this just sort of felt like they l- they looked at a Wikipedia article and were like, yeah, hey, but this is one. Hoshi's whole thing is that she knows all the cultures, mm-hmm. all the languages. Like, that's her one, mm-hmm. you know, specialty. So in this case, she, like, you could completely remove her from whatever her original culture was in this one case because she knows all of them. Like, you could get away with that this time, but instead... I also, like, I don't want Hoshi not to be able to take care of herself, but they've kind of set up the fact that she's not really a fighter guy, Mm -hmm. so all of a sudden, like, her being good at this seems weird. Like, I could sort of buy... It would make more sense, like... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, No, I it would make more sense if she learned it. We are at a Canadian impasse here. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, go. It would make more sense if it was something she had learned in the last, like, four years on the ship. Or it would have made more sense if we were getting this backstory at the beginning, and then they could have Mm -hmm. used that all along. Like, this felt like, what this felt like was, because the Reeve Stevens wrote this, Mm -hmm. and they are, as we have pointed out, very good at at Star Trek. And they probably said, okay, what needs the most work? We know nothing about Hoshi. Let's give her some stuff. Mm -hmm. This feels like season one level, Mm -hmm. like, exposition setting up the character stuff. And they're like, shit, this show hasn't done this in three years. Let's fix this. And that's good, but it also feels like too little too late. Yeah. Well, like like you said, it would have made more sense for her to have said, hey, I'm in a dangerous situation a lot. I should learn how to take care of myself. Well, we Um, saw her learning phasers. So, yeah, yeah, it would make sense she Mm -hmm. also learned this. Maybe the Makos taught her or something. Yeah. But yeah. no, this is something she's always known and just, I guess, forgot to use. Well, it felt weird. Again, I only take off partial, like, they yeah. still get most of the point for this because they they saw a huge failing of the show, which is one of the characters in the main credits mm-hmm. has nothing about her since season one. Let's give her some character. I hope they take a uh, crack at Travis because I yeah. want to like Travis, but I don't know anything mm-hmm. about him. 
Well, that was the thing about having the the aliens uh, possess him and Malcolm mm-hmm. is like we, we we jokes aside for just a moment, mm-hmm. we'll come back to Malcolm. But we know what he's like. We don't really know anything about Travis. Like, how do we know they're acting mm-hmm. out of character? Maybe that's why they picked him. <laughs> no one will ever know. <laughs> no, yeah. but the but the opening the teaser was Malcolm and Travis playing um, chess, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, they play chess. I don't know. Like, it wasn't yeah. weird enough to be. Out of character. I genuinely thought like, oh, I guess, I guess Malcolm plays chess. Well, it makes sense that your security guy would play a strategy game. Yeah, that's one of those. Th- that's a special thing Malcolm would learn to do just so he could brag about it. Yeah. yeah. My military mind is so keen that I can ro- win a chess game. Oh, you beat me. <laughs> but I also like when Travis kept beating him, I was like, okay, well, I guess he's good at chess. I know nothing about this character, yeah. so it could be. Travis was saying, oh, this game's really simple. I'm used to playing more mm-hmm. complicated games. So I was like, oh, well, maybe he plays, like, space, because he came from a... Well, yeah, he grew up out on the frontier, so he's yeah, met no, aliens and done weird that. things. Yeah. And then it turned yeah. out that that wasn't what was going on, yeah. and I genuinely did not realize that. No, it's the same issue no. we had with like the Naked Now, yeah. where it's like if you don't know about the characters, you can't tell that they're acting out of character. Mm-hmm. Only we're in season four, I and li- that shouldn't like, be a thing. Yeah, like I literally had to wait until they had they actually said to the camera, unblinking and staring at us. Well, we're not humans, so right. <laughs> the um, Memory Alpha did a thing like when I was reading uh, the episode about the episode uh, that I thought was pretty funny. They put quotation marks around the characters' names so you knew oh, that they so were the Travis <laughs> went in and da, da, da. And yeah. I funny. thought that was very like a very clean way to do it because it's always hard to like. Okay, so they're in the body of this guy, so it looks like this guy, but it's not yeah. this guy. So yeah. he is possession Travis. Uh-huh. And this was it was just like. <laughs> it was it was pretty no good. I, I did like that uh matt what was yeah. your good thing yes well speaking of malcolm and travis um <laughs> they both enjoy what appears to be a genuinely delicious croissant which at one point of the episode <laughs> that's all you got huh the bowl of soup that came with it looked uh, about as appetizing as your usual bowl of Campbell's soup that you put in the microwave uh, but the croissant, which was delicious looking the uh Star i Trek- would make one right now if i had access to a croissant which i don't Star Trek and soup, like that's a that's an like that's a that's a big symbol. If you notice the soup, that means oh, that yeah. means something. Because mm-hmm. that yeah, always... no, I did not notice the soup. It yeah. was completely uh, unremarkable soup. Mm. I think that's what it was called. The soup of the day is unremarkable. <laughs> Thanks, is that, Chef. Is that it? Did you did you just have nothing, or did you? Uh... Yep, the end. Oh, all right. I didn't. I didn't dislike it that much. Like I say, I liked the character stuff. I liked Matt likes delicious looking food. croissant, which. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Did you did you not like the Hoshian uh, trip stuff, or did I just take that first? No, it was fine. Okay. Um, I thought you know, like for the amount that we learned about Hoshi, she also spends an, a a large amount of time asleep on the couch. So true. And also, when she gets super fever crazed, she starts muttering in different mm-hmm. languages, which I actually kind of liked. Yeah, and I will give uh, the actor who plays Hoshi credit. She usually sounds like. She's actually speaking another language and not just saying some mm. words she memorized. Like, she's, not just phonetically. Yeah. yeah. She's really good at speaking alien, too, and making it sound like, mm. a, like a thing. Well, they threw Klingon and probably yeah. something we didn't know in there, but there was also, like, some German mm-hmm. and a couple other things, yep. and she always did it with an accent, so, like, she was really trying. I also like mm-hmm. that Hoshi 
figured out how to open Malcolm's <laughs> security locks. Oh, like, yeah. completely fevered out of her mind. She figured <laughs> out how to do it in about, what, 25 seconds? Well, all yep. of Malcolm's uh, passwords are bum. Yep. So it's real easy to figure out. I did that actually not hard to hack. Like, I did actually like there was a there was a moment where uh, Trips is this numbers millions of combinations and she's like it's math math is just another language and like that's actually kind of yeah okay I see the right, logic Hoshi. there yeah you win this round yeah kind of liked that just Hoshi is good and Malcolm is bad so well, it was real easy uh-huh. yep and Trip just stands there looking dumb and wondering what's happening yeah and he doesn't try yeah, to like stop every episode. her. Yeah. Well, also, I I also liked that they were in quarantine most of the episode and they weren't in the skimpy outfits this time. Oh, and there was yeah. no oil rubbing. Yeah. That should have been my good thing. Yeah, that was thing. nice. Because they were in the decon chamber and I thought, okay, mm-hmm. well, we've done a few of these where they're stuck in there and they're in their like underwear and, you know, sleeveless shirts. I'm like, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your good thing, Amanda? Um, My good thing was uh, Phlox. He's one of the best doctors we've ever gotten on Star Trek, and it's the only really, like, exemplary... For all that Emmer Enterprise talks about how it's the exemplary, he's one of the only ones who come close. Like, I like Bones better, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. he's the first doctor I've really liked consistently for a long time. Like, I liked Doctor on Voyager for a while, but I get kind of sick of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I sure. have not gotten sick of Phlox. Also... <laughs> I like that it's part of his character now that it takes, like, no push at all to get him to do mad science. Oh, yeah. Like, the, oh, yeah. He's like, maybe that's not such a good idea. And they're like, come on. He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll do my crazy thing. I think he's just resigned himself I mean, to the fact that this sh- this ship is going to make him do unethical things and he can at least use the yeah. data for science. Like, uh, yeah, like if if he ever tried, it's all like, well, I can't do that because the ethics. Archer is just going to come down and yell at him. So he yeah. might as well do whatever the fuck he feels like and save time. Yeah, but he takes copious notes. So at least like, OK, no one oh, else yeah. has been allowed to experiment on humans before. So at least we have that data now. I sort of get the feeling that he's a little like this, though. Yeah. Like if he mm-hmm. was really passionate about being ethical over like um uh, yeah. science he'd put up more of a fight and i'm sure it's just bad writing but oh it's definitely bad writing. at this point i'm just thinking i'm just like my head cannon is it's just part of his character this might be the mm-hmm. reason why he goes on to alien ships so that he can just like yeah do what he wants hey i'm just the alien i didn't know that was wrong mm-hmm. whoops <laughs> it was my first day <laughs> quack 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 <laughs> Flux, have you been just swapping organs among the crew members? Is, is that an issue? Maybe. If that's normal on my planet, Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was there was some good Flox stuff in here. Um, yeah. And we know Flox enough so that when they took over him, yeah, I it was like, oh yeah, okay, so he's been possessed. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's definitely yeah. And I actually, I really like. There's a sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say. And um, there was a there was a moment that like where I, my uh, my discomfort level was really high because Hoshi was like, "Should we start with the decon oil?" And Phlox was like, "No, that won't be necessary." Like, okay, <laughs> good. This is a stupid thing that there's no point in mm-hmm. doing. And then he turns to the camera at all on this show going yeah. forward. Well, there's Ever definitely again. there's definitely been some of that. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. Sure. Um, I, what what surprised me was they were in quarantine and they didn't give them pads or there's no TV screen or even like a book. Like they have each yeah, other to talk to and that that's too. it. Yeah. Like, 
there's only so much conversation you can get at a trip. Like, yeah, there's only so many catfish recipes. <laughs> but also, what if you're quarantined by yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. There's only so many times you can masturbate. And then what? Mm-hmm. And there's that well, door with that, that giant ke- observation window too. Yeah, uh, I was say, I yeah, that door true. keeps opening to show people. Yeah, so you can't even do that. Yeah. Like you know, you you default level self entertainment is mm-hmm. is out. So what else you got? And Flox is watching them from his uh, monitors. Bay yeah, all the time too. That's so. true. I think you mean the medical lab. Medical bay. <laughs> oh, medical lab. Medical bay. Time travel medical lab. <laughs> time travel. Uh huh. Uh, Amanda, what was your bad thing? Um, so Archer talks to the Organians um, toward the end. Yeah, these are, I, we hadn't pointed this out yet, but these are from the original series, yeah. the Organians. Because. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get there yeah, in a minute. Of course. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's a sequence where they're talking to Archer about how they have to monitor how people will react to dying of this plague. And they don't actually um, cause the plague. The plague's already down there. And just anytime yeah. some species shows up, they show up to see what happens. Um, and Archer does this long, impassioned speech. And it might be the pinnacle of smug future man that we've seen so far. Sure. It's been a while since... Um, since next gen and next gen had the most of that so this it well, yeah, going into like, season one of next gen like yeah. that was peak gene believes his own press and everything yeah. is about humans being yeah. great so this might not be as like as bad as it feels mm-hmm. but god he just talks about how humans are so important and they like mm-hmm. they they care about people and maybe you should try and use some compassion john uh-huh. john you tortured a guy, like, three weeks ago. Maybe you shouldn't mm-hmm. be talking about compassion. Also, that alien uh, ship... If I could just bring up the ship you stole again? Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, that alien ship is still stranded in the Expanse without warp drive, because yep. it's going to take them, they said, like, three years to get home. If they're still yep. alive, they're stranded. Maybe people mm-hmm. in war crime glass houses shouldn't be throwing war crime stones, Jonathan. Yeah. There was a good line that Matt pointed out, though. Oh, yeah, I like, um, it's like, well, how are we supposed to, if we don't observe you, how you deal with death and disease, how are we supposed to learn anything about you? And Archer just goes, ask us! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that was, a good point. It's a good line, though. I like, that would have been a good line from funny. anyone. It's, yeah. It's not really, j- you know, Archer's line, but yeah. <sighs> My- Come on, you stupid hyper-intelligent ghost. <laughs> hyper-intelligent <laughs> <Ask> ghost. <laughs> I do feel like uh, this isn't entirely a bad thing, but it's a bit of a bad thing. I pointed this out last week with the Transporter Ghost episode. It feels like they're definitely trying to go back for an old school original series vibe, but they're not taking the story concepts that translate well into 21st century television. They're just Mm -hmm. taking everything. And it's like some of those ideas were cool in the 60s and they don't work now. Some of those ideas were never cool in the first place. Like you need to pick the right things from the original series, not just all of it. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying you couldn't come up with a cool new spin on it was all a test. But you got to pr- bring something new to that because, it, yeah. That's, that's a toughie. That dead horse is real, real dead. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No, and and my bad thing that was. I think was dead in TNG. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like three series ago. My my bad thing was the Organians, huh? Once again, Enterprise gets there first. Mm-hmm. Can the other series not have one thing that's special? 
Like these were the guys no. for for those of you who don't know or don't remember, this is kind of obscure. Like they mention it a lot, but it was only one episode it mm. happened in. These were the non-corporeal guys who interfered with the um humans and Klingons and imposed yeah. a uh, a ceasefire on them. And Yeah, the uh what the Orga- or- Organian Treaty. Count? Treaty, that's it. Yeah. It was um it was one of those I don't remember off the top of my head and I'm sure 10,000 listeners, well, I wish we had 10,000 listeners. But some listeners Ten. somewhere I have 10,000 fans. Oh, well, listen. there you go. Um there must be someone out there somewhere screaming right now that they know the title. I can't think of it, but it was one of the many episodes where uh Day of the Dove? No, that was season three when they had to laugh and make the the hostile aliens go away. That one I remember. It was one of those where they mm. went to a planet and the Federation was backing one side and the Klingons were backing another side. Oh, yeah. The, Maybe the Vietnam let that be your fi- last let battlefield. Let that be your last no. Battlefield. Fuck, I don't remember. But it was one well, of those. Excuse me, will I touch the sky? sky? Yeah, it was probably yeah. that one. <laughs> uh-huh. But, um, you know, it was kind of cheesy then. And it was a very Gene Roddenberry idea. But, you know, why do they have to have it mm-hmm. here for the first time again? Yeah. And, and Matt, your bad thing is it has to do with the Organians as well, right? Yeah, I just, like, I know this is Star Trek and this is... The, the concept that humans are the best and the greatest in the universe is so fucking Star Trek it goes back to the first episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like... Really, the Organians have, have been doing this for thousands of years, and they've never met a single other species that you know gives a shit about other people. Uh-huh. Like, well, they mentioned really? we actually never? got we actually got like a a nice name check. The the Cardassians showed up here, and we're mm. in a point in Star Trek history where we haven't met the Cardassians, but they've been to this planet and they killed their own guys that got infected, and then Klingons did the yeah. same. So it could just be the jerk races came to this planet before. I don't know. I suppose that's true. If there's a big sign up front that says jerk races only. Well, and then Archer's, well, well, yeah, that's me. But, I mean, they they said that they've done this, like, enough time. Like, they've done this hundreds and hundreds Yeah, no, those are the only two we recognize. There's probably tons of aliens we don't know. I doubt that hundreds and hundreds of species, humans are the only ones who care if their guys die. That seems unlikely. We've seen compassionate Klingons. Yeah. We've seen compassionate Cardassians and pretty much members of every race yeah. because, you mm-hmm. know, is a basic you know, trait. People are unique. Like, uh-huh. well, humans don't have the like the copyright on uh, compassion. Also, nobody on this show has any compassion. So there's also that. I mean, Travis might. We don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's his third thing. We'll never know. I mean, maybe maybe they'll fix him next. Maybe they'll give us a Hoshi level, like, here's some more details that someone never filled in. Be nice. That would be good. Doesn't seem likely. I mean, I don't know. We got, we got, we got like, what, like 12 episodes I think, left? Yeah, I think we're at, like, the halfway point, so it's certainly possible. We haven't had a Travis episode. We haven't had a Hoshi episode, ever. really. This was an ensemble thing, mm. I would say, like... Like the, <laughs> It just felt like a Hoshi episode because she got more than one thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> And she told some stories about her past, yeah. and she used her knowledge mm-hmm. to do a thing, and yeah. Uh, and Trip bar. ran around her in a circle like a dog while she was trying to figure things out. Hey, Hoshi, Hoshi, what you doing? You <laughs> mm-hmm. trying to open a door? You gonna open a door? Are we gonna go walkies? Hoshi, 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 Hoshi. He would be the worst one to bring to an escape room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, he would be distracting and bad at puzzles, and mm-hmm. he can't take uh-huh. notes. 
But he's an engineer. You'd think you'd bring him because you'd think, oh, well, this guy could use his advanced engineering knowledge. He's the only active engineer on a warp five engine. This guy must be pretty sharp. No, no, I'm not. I'm not here to judge you, but you used all the puzzle pieces to build a boat in the middle of the room. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, I won. I won that escape boat. Well, that. mm, Okay, I see. I see your problem here. My, my. Now I'm not mad. Um, I am wondering how the boat is actually functioning. (laughs) I'm the best at what I do. (laughs) What I do is build boats. (laughs) Anything else? He's just standing. He just opened the door. Guys, I escaped. (laughs) (laughs) No. Trip, it's not locked. We can leave it. The point is, no, I escaped. I did it. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Escape Rune owner, I will take your prize now. (laughs) Assuming you pay off in catfish. Because that's the other thing about me. All right. Hot damn. Anything else? I Uh, don't think so. There was not a lot of meat in these gym mats. All right. Uh, Amanda, what do you got for a quote? Um, so uh, they had about the most cliched line that there is in this episode, so I thought I'd share that all with all of you. Don't you give up on me. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Now uh, watch your six and stay frosty. He actually died on close. him. Right on him. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, what do you got for an alternate title? Um, my alternate title is Mass Effect. I'd rather be playing Mass Effect, a good space opera. No, I think I'd be bored, too. Matt, what do you got? Trip sick day. Oh, she is also there. (laughs) Mine. I I imagine it is like the title of a children's book. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. Like the very hungry caterpillar, Mm -hmm. but the very hungry catfish. Right. Uh, I went because it's called observer effect. I called it brain guy effect (laughs) because those are like synonyms, right? Yep. I legit thought you were just going to put the brain guy effect noise in. <laughs> I, I'd have to find that. And uh, look, it's already enough to have to watch these. Yeah. If yeah, you could just make the noise, that yeah. would be that would be fine. Yeah. Well, now you used to sound like a Flintstone running. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Moving forward to one that was a little better, I would say. Uh, yeah. ba- Babel one. Matt, why don't you tell mm-hmm. us what happened there? All right, so an attack on his ship by Tellarites leaves Shran yelling at the ceiling like so much angered LaForge, but no time for that right now. Archer and the Enterprise are escorting a Tellarite official to peace talks at Far Off Babel, a place that has been journeyed to in one of the best episodes of the original series ever. So don't fuck this one up, Enterprise. (laughs) Along the way, they stumble upon Shran's crashed ship and take the surviving Andorians aboard. Luckily... Neither the Andorians nor the Tellarites are known for being grumpy and shouty, so this trip shouldn't result in a lot of yelling at everyone, except then that happens. Shran's pissed that the Tellarites have been attacking Andorian ships. The Tellarites are pissed that Andorians have been attacking Tellarite ships. Archer is pissed that he has to put up with all of this. T'Pol is pissed that her ex keeps calling to tell her about that the divorce is over. <laughs> trip is making a soup of some kind, I guess. <clears throat> Hold then Enterprise is suddenly attacked by what appears to be an Andorian ship, but it doesn't react when Shran calls to tell them that he's on there and to stop attacking. He's very, very important. And then the ship fucks off before uh, out and out killing everyone, and Enterprise tracks it, eventually finding not a Tellarite or an Andorian vessel, but some sort of weird spiky space jock strap. 
Archer sends his best people and Malcolm over to investigate, <laughs> but the ship escapes, and Enterprise is only able to save crew members whose names aren't in the opening credits. Confused and angrier than usual, Shran uses his girlfriend as a sex trap so he can escape and torture the Tellrite ambassadors for answers. Torture again, Shran, really? I'm starting to see why you like Archer so much. Meanwhile, the Enterprise crew has been studying the mysterious ship and discovered that it's covered in hologram projectors, allowing it to appear as virtually any ship ever. Archer shows Shran, who stops trying to murder the Tellrite ambassador for a couple of minutes. And we cut back to Malcolm and Trip on the mystery ship, and they stumble into the bridge to find nothing. The ship's being controlled by being remote controlled by Romulans back on their home planet. Oh, did I forget to mention the ship's being controlled by Romulans? That's kind of important. Uh, the ship's being controlled by Romulans. <laughs> the end! <laughs> no, not the end. To be continued. Oh, that's right. To be continued. I assume this is another one of our three-parters, but uh, I don't actually know that. I just, that's that seems to be how the season works. So. And now, the conclusion. The end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was, there was some good stuff here. I can see how they're finally trying to get us to where the Federation is starting to happen, and it totally makes sense. Like, this is my good thing. Yep. Like, the Romulans. It makes total sense. Like, I, I bitch a lot, and I'll talk about this again in a minute, about how this show contrives to show mm -hmm. us things we shouldn't be seeing yet, but it makes total sense that the Romulans would be like, you know what? These guys, our neighbors in the Alpha Quadrant, are all about to become friends. We can't let this happen. So first, they fucked with the Vulcans, mm -hmm. and now they're fucking with the Andorians and the Tellarites. They're just, they don't mm -hmm. want these guys to get together. And it's, I was saying to you guys, we saw this kind of thing happening with the temporal cold war, but it was also muddled and we never knew why. And we never knew who And there was too many guys. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the Romulans who are descended from the Vulcans and can easily disguise themselves as Vulcans, uh, just yep. it, like infiltrating other races and fucking with their political stability is something we've seen them do all along. And it makes total sense. And it's something they love to do. Yeah. yeah. So it's pre-established. You don't yeah. have the extra backstory you have to go into. It's just, these guys see the Federation may be mm -hmm. happening someday and they're like, oh, that's bad. We mm -hmm. need to make sure these guys aren't friends. And good. I like that. And the Romulans, we've yeah. been saying this for a while, are a pretty cool idea for a race. Yeah. And uh, we haven't mm. spent a lot of time with them or exploring what their whole deal is. So this would be a really good yeah. opportunity to flesh out some backstory. Like they spend a lot of time on backstory that does not need fleshing out further. Yeah. This is backstory that really does need fleshing out further. Also, I really like the Romulans and I was really excited to see um, Romulan costumes mm -hmm. uh, with the good mm -hmm. costume design that we've seen on Enterprise. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want me a Romulan yeah. costume. You have a Romulan costume. costume with no, pants. They, 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 they look Romulan-y while still look, they, like they don't look stupid like the TNG Romulans. Yeah. <laughs> I have a fondness for those uniforms but they're very That's 90s. a rough uniform. Yeah. Eh, those didn't bother that, me. Yeah, that, they look goofy that, but they don't bother me. I don't know. Those those uniforms have the most like if you were wondering where all the shoulder pads in the eighties went, <laughs> they went to the Romulan Empire. Yeah, they had they had big donation drums mm -hmm. at the end of the eight. Look, the eighties are over. You don't need shoulder pads anymore. Give them to us. We'll we'll use them somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. I I'd, I'd well, that take, happens at the end of every decade. I'd take those things over the torn leather outfits of the augments any uh, fucking day. Like, oh yeah, those are at least distinctive, and they yep. were kind of descended from the original mm -hmm. Romulan design. Like, yeah, okay, I they love had the square patterns on the fabric. Yeah, like I thought it was always visually yeah. interesting. A lot of good texture, good colors. Just the cut was a little. Dirty. No, it looks very early '90s, yeah. very late '80s, yeah. early '90s. But on the other hand, there are so many worse mm -hmm. costumes that it's just not that bad to me. But no, I just yeah. it feels right. And when we catch up with the Romulans in um, the original series. Mm -hmm. uh, and they like it's the big reveal is mm -hmm. oh they look like Vulcans then 
there's a lot of you got to be real careful mm-hmm. and say, well, how would humans have fought a war with them but not know what they look like? And it's because of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This makes total sense. Yeah. And I mean, I know that the reveal that they were never on the ship at all sounds a little cheesy, but I totally was not expecting it. I thought that they were going to have no, to No, that bend. came out of nowhere. I thought they were going to have to bend over backwards to keep um trip and what's his nuts out of the uh, out of the like the main control yeah. room but they finally got in and yeah. it turned out that they weren't even there and i got to say my mind was a little blown it was it was that scene <laughs> near the end of uh silence of the lambs yeah. where she breaks into the house and you think like the or no the fbi breaks into the house yeah. and you think that's where the killer is but it's actually where clarice is and she's in danger like Good, yeah. good yeah. misdirection. It's just because I've been like following Braga for so long that yeah. I know where all the, the beats are and I know what's going to happen next. Like mm-hmm. being surprised was weird. Yeah. I haven't been surprised by Star Trek in years. Yeah. Uh, disco notwithstanding. Yeah. Um, it, it was like, uh, uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. And it wasn't even great. It was just like. Yeah, it was something. It, it was, was a new something. storytelling thing that yeah. wasn't the same tired beats. And so many people have said to us, guys, the show's just not as bad as you say. And yeah, in and of itself, each individual episode is not that bad. But collectively, after 700 plus episodes, we've seen all the tricks get a new trick. And this felt mm-hmm. kind of new for yeah. Star Trek. Not new in the world, but new yeah, for them. It wasn't minty fresh. No, but for Star Trek, yeah. I don't know <laughs> that I've seen that before or seen it done so effectively before. Yeah. Like telegraphing their their twists a mile away is something Brandon Braga loved to do. So And it was so Romulan. Yeah. Oh, the Romulans are such oh, assholes. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I get it. And I totally get from this how they could have fought a whole war with them and not know what they look like. Because they're good at being sneaky. Yeah. Just, and they're actually showing the Romulans as being good at being sneaky without just saying, oh, the Romulans, they're so sneaky. They've yep. actually done a good job mm-hmm. of that with the Andorians, too, where Andorians are good at infiltrating and getting into places and mm-hmm. like like showing up where you don't expect them and coming up behind and all that. And they don't just say that. We've seen the Andorians do that a lot where I'm like, yeah, the Andorians are good at like bank heists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Shran's well, the guy you want that. on your on your heist team. Yeah, Shran's yeah. twelve. Yeah, exactly. Um, Matt, what you would you say? You owe him a lot, though. That gets tiring. <laughs> well, yeah. Fatiguing, Matt. Fatiguing. <laughs> now you owe me three. Okay, okay, Shran. Do you have I like know. a scorecard? I know. Uh, Matt, what was your? I good wrote thing? it all down. <laughs> Sorry. What was your good thing? Oh, um. I love the one Romulan with the big VR helmet and the twiddly fingers that's running around or that's spinning around in the Romulan playset. That's a weird design, and I loved it. Yeah, I liked it too. I hated the womp womp fisheye lens. Well, that was um. Uh, yeah, I'll get to that in a sec. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, Matt. That was that was Matt's bad thing. So you might as well no. just go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, no, there's a weird use of the um the fisheye lens when Trip and Malcolm are on the ship, and I don't understand why it's there, and I hate it. It's their view for through the VR thing, like. Through the episode, we weren't sure, oh! but the, from from their POV, the ship doesn't look flat. It mm-hmm. looks like a weird, you know, like I think they were trying to give it that weird VR 360 look. And Matt, you said you said oh. that uh, you said that effect name wrong. I'm going to need you to say it one more time. The fisheye lens. Womp, womp. There you go. Womp, womp. Yeah, it's uh, no. And, and 
that was a pretty good reveal. And when we cut to the end where you realize they're not even on the ship, they're in Romulus and yeah. good looking Romulus. Romulus too. looked good. Way better than that same matte painting Romulus we've seen. Romulus looks like a real nice place to take a vacation. Yeah, yeah. it does. Well, we've seen that before yeah. because it's I think very pretty. I think the, the Romulans have always pretty obviously been modeled on the Romans. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going for peak Rome. Mm-hmm. So you got like a civilization, yeah. a thriving civilization someplace nice like the Mediterranean. So yeah, it looks looks pleasant. And just like in Rome, mm-hmm. if you were a citizen of Romulus, yeah. you're probably pretty good. But if you're not a citizen, you are fucked. Yep. Yeah. No, um, it was it was good stuff. I mean, the design. Or if you're like a space vampire that lives on a planet nearby, you're <sighs> in a lot of trouble. <sighs> I've heard that they are referenced in this show. So that's something. Maybe. That wouldn't surprise me in the, in the slightest. If the Reeve Stevenses do it, or some, maybe it would be okay. Like maybe they'll use it as, as a, a way to tidy that mess up a bit. Well, if anything, ha- having them. I mean, that's one of the, the things knives. the Reeve Stevenses are good at. If anything, having them appear more than once. Mm-hmm would be a good thing because right yeah. now it feels like something they tacked on the last movie that didn't take but if it was you know chronologically there from the beginning that's something at least that's what you yeah. do with the prequel i know that but instead <laughs> they said you know what we need to fix is we never really properly explained the klingon's foreheads let's let's do a whole arc about that maybe it'll uh, be funny maybe yeah. he's funny or something <laughs> I actually had my bad thing initially was written before the episode was over, so I'm going to have to think of another one. But that's that's not going to be that hard. There was uh, I still don't get like I don't get why Shran likes Archer and I don't specifically get why all of these alien races are willing to let humans negotiate for them. Mm-hmm. You guys are new to the party. You have one ship and you have t- cut a swath of terror across the mm-hmm. galaxy so far. You have ruined civilizations. Mm-hmm. You have stranded people. You have tortured people. You've done all this horrible stuff. You're Also, you're clearly, like, closer with the Vulcans than you are with anyone else. Despite all your, like, yeah. the protests to the contrary, you are working closely with them. So how are you in any way objective? I, I just picture, like, some, like, uh, Earth guy just overhearing... Like Vulcans talk. Yeah, no. Well, the Tellarites and the Andorians, they, those guys have been fighting for centuries, man. We've tried and tried to sort mm-hmm. of bring mm-hmm. them together and like negotiate, and they've just never done it. And the human guy's like, "Well, let us take a crack at it." Yeah. Excuse me. And we'll no, send. No. We'll send Archer. I, I... Train. No, no. I, I think. I yeah. think we got this. I yeah. think we can, like, I mean, look, we've only been in space a hundred years or so, but I think we can fucking nail this. And the Vulcans are just like, well, yeah, okay. yeah. We've only been in deep space for three yeah. years, though. Like they only no, just got this go, one go, ship. Go, yeah. Go 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 over there. Go. Yeah, this ought to be a good. Shot. Rick, Rick, watch this shit. Oh my god. No, you're right. That would be that would be uh, that would be a good way to go. Maybe that's why. But yeah, yeah I don't get that at all. I, I a thing about the Tellarites that I know you two didn't like, and I actually kind of do, is their whole insult thing. Mm-hmm. Like. That's their. Oh, that didn't bother me. Oh, okay. I thought I saw something in your notes about that. I know Amanda didn't care for it. Just like their whole, they they just they they are an antagonistic culture, and it's not to be taken personally. They just constantly bust balls, and I don't know. I kind of like that. I don't hate the idea of that. It feels very original seriesy. I just think it's another thing that Enterprise doesn't have the deftness to do well. I guess that's true. But there were some funny things, although we pointed out. Um, there's several times where Archer has to act like a dick to get on their good side. And Amanda and I both, and I, am, I imagine Matt, you too, were like 
Uh, mm-hmm. Is this out of character for Archer to walk into a room and tell everyone they're assholes? Because that feels like Archer to me. Well, we yeah. come in and he, it turns out he's practicing being a dick with Hoshi. Oh yeah, the he's teaser just, is him and Hoshi. Yeah. yeah, and he's just yelling at Hoshi and telling her that she's fat and she sucks. Yeah. And uh, like he actually says that she's fat. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm just like, uh, is what, this, did, yeah. did she tell him she couldn't do something because it was impossible and so he's screaming at her again? Yeah, work harder. I don't care about your PTSD. <laughs> like, I mean... My note here is, are you guys rehearsing a play? <laughs> <laughs> I we Seriously, a couple of times he was practicing his Tellarite. I just assumed that was him because he's such a dick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's really good with the Tellarites just by being a prick. Could be. Something I, I wrote down was, I would love to read a story where Bones hangs out with some Tellarites. Mm-hmm. Because their whole culture mm-hmm. is grumbling sarcastically. Maybe throw Odo in there. Yep. Just, oh, they'd love him. Yeah. Just like d- two guys yeah. that we know or, you know, always love to complain. And then a culture based on that. That would yeah. be amazing. This is where Bones retired. Yeah. T- Talar? Is that tel- Telarus? Tel- 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 it's Telar, right? I don't know. They probably said it in the episode. Maybe Telar Prime. Who can, who can be bothered to pay attention to what's in the episodes? <laughs> There are, yeah. there are so many episodes where we're just like, I don't remember this main guest star's character name. Whatever, it doesn't matter. They it's said it 17 matter. times, but I don't remember. Just say Smith, it don't yep. matter. We're, we're not very good at this, is what I'm saying. <laughs> not very observant for people who are supposed <laughs> to be watching the show. Fatigued. No, this goes back to the uh-huh. original series. <laughs> it's something I've noticed all along, and it's something I try to get better at, and then I never am. Eh, whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, at this point, why bother? Yeah, at this you know, point, if you're still our, listening. This is our unique view of Star Yeah, Trek. you know what you're getting. <laughs> kind of lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, I, I as a whole, I kind of like the Tellarites, and I kind of liked their whole yeah. deal, and I liked um their interactions with Archer, actually. Kudos again to the uh, visual effects guys on uh, Enterprise, because the Tellarite design is a shitty. Oh, yeah, you're locked into that yeah. 60s, the cheap-ass rubber mask. It look really, well, it's same, really it's bad. It's the same thing they did with Andorian. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they took the shitty original idea and they made it work. Well, remember that the Andorians and the Tellarites made their first appearance in Journey to Babel. This I do remember, which was an episode full of aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that show had $10 yeah. to spread around 20 actors and five different races. They did their best. But the Andorians, like mm-hmm. the... The way it looked on original series wasn't great, but it was based on sort of a classic alien-y design. Yeah. Like, you can see how you can turn the yeah. shitty original series into something cool like the Andorians look now. Like, I love the way right. the Andorians look. But, like, but the Tellarites were a bad design based on nothing. Yeah, but what I'm saying, again, yep. is if you had a guest alien or two aliens, like, you could spend a little more time on it. But that had Vulcans and Andorians and Tellarites, and I want to say another one mm-hmm. running around, and it was, like... They, I think the big head aliens were there, maybe. No, not in that one. Um, but, it, you know, they had they had a lot to do in that episode. And so I, I give them a little credit for doing their best. But you're right. They're shitty. Like, they went over to the Twilight Zone mm-hmm. set and they said, are you done using the pig masks mm-hmm. from that one episode where everyone's beautiful? Because we need them. And the Twilight Zone guys said no. <laughs> yeah. So they had to get shittier ones. Yeah, well, we'll just copy them then. And so they did a pretty good job updating the the look so it doesn't look too bad, but it's still yeah. true to the original design elements. Mm-hmm. And the costuming was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Shran's girlfriend has like a commando outfit and her I, I really liked it because her outfit was just the same as the boys uniforms except it fit her yeah when yeah. Susie Plaxon yeah. was there she had like like the, her tits were hanging the out the T'Pol version yeah. of it yeah but hers was just the same as Shran's and the other guys except it just fit her a little differently because it was designed yeah. to fit her and oh my god it's so much more attractive mm-hmm. like if you're trying to be sexy well um it's so much more attractive when you have just the the sexy character wearing just the regular uniform and just looking like yeah. everybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. In the military, you yeah. wear uniforms to look like everyone else. That's the point. Like when Troy got her uniform, yeah. it was like, damn. We all applauded. Uh, yeah. Me and Matt and the entire guest mm-hmm. uh, roster of guests stood up and applauded. Yep. Put on pants. Yay. Yay. Yep. Uh, th- speaking of the Andorians makeup, though, um, mm-hmm. they did some extra stuff with uh, Shran's antenna that I, mm-hmm. I I noticed this time. Oh, they're moving around. Well, there was a there was a bit where he was sad, and it was basically Mr. Peanut Butter's ears, yeah. where his ears, where his antenna just flattened. <laughs> and he it got was, surprised. Yeah, the cutest thing. It was it was a combination of the antenna effect and his facial, like yeah. some acting there too. But the the yeah. appendage, like well, however they do it, CG or radio control, mm-hmm. whatever they did, like enhanced his acting. Like they oh, work together really so well. Good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> um, well, uh, Amanda, what was your good thing? Um, actually, first I'm going to talk about my bad thing because we're talking about like uh, the Shran's, costumes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and trans trans girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, I remember back before I was beaten down by '90s and 2000s television when I liked things that were sexy. Like when sexy was mm-hmm. good. The Star good Trek thing. never did sexy right. Uh, ever. Original series. Mm. Original series had some. Sometimes, but then you get episodes like Mud's Women, yeah. who was just like, Wah. yeah. <laughs> but like there, there was some genuine sexiness in that show yeah. where I was like, woo. Yeah. But um, it, oh boy, they've they've really ruined it, mm-hmm. and I should mm-hmm. be able to enjoy them pulling like the oldest trick in the book where like a pretty lady seduces a guard like it should be a haha funny joke where mm-hmm. like hey look at this dumb goofy yep. thing of course it doesn't work because it's stupid mm-hmm. but in this it's just it just makes my skin crawl because it's it, there's so much baggage yeah the scene show. itself wasn't even yeah. that bad no. but at this point they've done they've ruined it too much that you can't you know also where did she get her sexy underpants? This is not the only time on Enterprise where a lady comes on the ship with nothing. Like, nothing. Like, she doesn't have a It's under her uniform. She does not... She is not wearing those sexy LeMay purple underpants under that uniform. It <laughs> would chafe. Huh? It right. would chafe. I don't know. They have alien fabrics. Mm-mm, that it's is... The, it's the future. Maybe we don't have chafing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> We've evolved God, beyond imagine? the need for chafing. Well, the Andorians have. Humans haven't yet. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> They're filthy yeah. pink. We're skins. not there yet. Yeah, I'm getting there. Their uh, their uh, their ship technology isn't as good as ours, but their chafing technology is far in advance. <laughs> I will trade them all the warp cores. <laughs> also, and <laughs> Andorian women have pockets in their outfits. So, what an what an advanced species. Yeah. All right. No, it was it was like it. What you're right, but I did like that it didn't work. I did like that the guard mm-hmm. was like, "What are you? What are you doing? Why are you stop it? Don't do that. I'm guarding your room. Get back in your room." And that could have been really funny, like a genuine. Again, funny in moment. and of itself, it was. But you can't yeah. at this point. We can't base it on 
what happened in the episode. You, it comes with all the, like you say, the baggage of everything that happened before. All the other weird crap. Yep. Yeah. A lot of, lot of weird crap. Uh, so what was your good mm-hmm. thing, Amanda? Um, my good thing was <gasps> so many aliens. Yes. Mm-hmm. So many aliens on the space show. Mm-hmm. And they all looked like aliens. They had different designs and different costumes and a whole bunch of them running around. And like we would go over here and there'd be an alien. It wasn't just all humans humaning it up with their human garbage. Oh, yeah. it was so good. Yeah, but it still came down to humans are going to be the ones to fix everything. Yeah. Let me enjoy there being so many aliens. This show has so few aliens. Oh, I know. No, and I feel like, and I, I know people have said, like, the, the last part of the show is about setting up the Federation, and I'm pretty sure that's where we're headed with all this, and I like that. But, you know. And they weren't just bumpy-headed humans. Like, yeah. They were proper-ass yeah. aliens. Yeah, they were locked into using designs from back when we didn't just do bumpy-headed aliens. Yes. Yeah, super makeup aliens. Like, yeah. No, again, these were all, like, these These all appeared in Journey to Babel, where they were locked into, like, okay, mm-hmm. here's all our very different-looking guys now. So. Oh, I loved it. There was so much good aliens. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed that. I The, um... The Romulans, uh, in particular, I got a very uh, Balance of Terror vibe yeah, from them. Where yeah, yeah. remember that was the one yeah. where Mark Lennard played the mm-hmm. sub commander or commander, whatever they call it, the, the leader, the captain of their ship, and he kept bickering with the other mm-hmm. guy. Like their their back and forth was very much like that. I thought, and that Throw felt similar deliberate. bodies at them. Yep, <laughs> I like that. Uh, what yeah. else? Anything? Uh, what else? Indeed. Oh, I feel like I did like this one. I swear it was all right. (laughs) I like this one. Okay, this is uh, this was definitely good for Enterprise. Yeah, like this was. Mm -hmm. I would say. I would say I liked this as much as I liked that uh, that Vulcan Vulcan three parter. But I mean, I've only seen one part. And yeah, I'll give this the same qualifier I give the other one, which is if they stick the landing, then I'll like it. But there's so many ways they could fuck this up. That and uh, look. If if you're saying I'm not being fair to the show, well, first of all, listen to what we said a minute ago. We're never fair, but. Second, this show <laughs> has pulled the football away every time. Like, don't act mm-hmm. like, oh, but now it gets good. There's only fucking 12 episodes left. It gets good. Go to hell. Um, I'm. <laughs> we, we already talked about this, but I'm tired to death of Shran torturing people. If we could just, if we could just yeah. stop torturing people. That'd be good. Just stop. Well, what the hell would the show be about then, Amanda? Well, tell yeah. me that. Yeah. Founding the Federation on... Mutual trust and respect and coming together. like What what each of the cultures together. bring to a, like a different perspective and a different, uh-uh. yeah. Nope. I'm sorry. You guys must be talking some kind of weird different language. I'm going to go back to torturing this dude and you just let me Look, know when I'm, you're ready to I'm, be serious. I'm going to say as much as we like Discovery better than Enterprise, and we all definitely mm-hmm. do, there's, there's certainly no absence of torture on that show either. I just. That's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it hasn't gone away yet. I know. I know. All right. What else? Anything? Um, once again, uh, Malcolm's real bad at security because Shran just like pokes out of a tube and catches the guy to torture yep. him. Yeah. No, when the when the uh, seduction fails, mm-hmm. they just all come out of the room and beat mm-hmm. him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did you even bother with that? Why didn't she just come out and beat him up in the first place? Or she's just saying, I just want to try this. This is like something on my bingo card of infiltrator. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it doesn't really work anymore, but what if it does? I'll well, humans are and... humans are new at this and stupid, so maybe it'll work on them. Yeah. 
I maybe she just wanted to have sex with the dude with the guard. Yeah, maybe, maybe. she was because what she said was I haven't had sex with a human before. Maybe that part was true. Maybe she's like, yeah, yeah I mean, hey, why not? Uh, light, Listen, light your high here, club. Like, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And Shran's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Oh, I have to admit no. something that I'm ashamed of. Yes. One last thing. There's a really? sequence, and I'm actually. What could you be ashamed of? Yeah, that's what I was oh, thinking, but I was oh, seeing where she was going with yeah, this. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. There's a sequence where Archer's uh, sitting at a table in like a dark room. Oh yeah, this is shameful. Yeah, it's totally shameful, and he's got like his first button unbuttoned, not like to Paul where it's down to his navel, but just like so you can see his collarbone, mm-hmm. and it's it's a little dark, and he looks a little gruff, and like it's actually like a little sexy. Like, real sexy, not, like, gross sexy. And I was sitting there thinking, Mm -hmm. huh, Scott Bakula's kind of attractive. Like, Well, he is. Objectively, he is. No, 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 (laughs) no! He, he no, is... Amanda, you're allowed to find Scott Bakula sexy. Ah. No one's holding that against Ah. you. Look, look, need I remind you, season one Shatner. I done a bad. Mm -hmm. Shatner's a horrible, horrible monster now, but, you know... You, yeah. In, in 1966. Yeah. As far as I can tell, Spot, Scott Bakula is a perfectly acceptable person in real yeah. life. Yeah. William Shatner is a piece of garbage. Yeah. Exactly. It was just, it was weird because I've never really, uh, like, I guess there was that one time when they were on the desert planet and he was yeah. running around and I was like, Well, we've huh. seen, so in your mind, people run around a lot. That is a phrase you use he, all the time. He was running, running around. He was running around in the dust mm-hmm. playing, right. I don't know, like alien ball. Right. That's right. With Clancy Brown. With Clancy I Brown. Yeah. yeah. I remember. Uh-huh. No, he's, you know, we saw him, you and I watched yeah. Desperate Housewives a few years ago, and he wasn't bad looking in that. Oh, yeah, he's, he was pretty good looking. He's a good looking guy. It's just the character yeah. is so ugly yeah. that it's hard to, you know. But it was just, it just caught me completely off guard. Mm-hmm. So I, I needed to, I needed to admit that. Yeah, of course. Of everyone. Well, hey, who's this tall drink of Captain? Oh, no. Oh. Ah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? You want my quote? Yes. What do you got for a quote, Matt? This. This is my quote. Tell the right swine. Just leaning right into that pig thing, I guess. <laughs> uh huh. That'll do, Tell right. Well, they also talk about their mud baths later too. <laughs> yeah, so. of course. Yeah, because Trip has to make them a mud bath. Also, Trip is complaining about making a mud bath. I do not buy that. Mm. He loves it. Yeah, Trip, you're making a tiny swamp. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. Yep. All right. What do you got for an alternate title? I wonder if I get to keep this afterwards. <laughs> Amanda, what do you got for an alternate uh, title? My alternate title, uh, sorry, I was down in my notes, and I need you, There's to only six notes. Up. You should be able to scroll <laughs> right back up. Oh, um, yes. My alternate title is um, uh, inspired by the fact that we had to watch these before we were allowed to watch Steven Universe. Oh, yes. Uh, so my alternate I promised <laughs> you Steven Universe, new Steven Universe as dessert for this horrible dinner we had to choke yeah. down. Yeah. So my alternate title... And then title, you got a Ronaldo episode. Yeah. Uh, he was only in the beginning, and then he went away, thankfully. They tricked us. Yeah. All right. Um, my alternate title is, Hi Babel inside of Babel inside of Babel inside of Babel inside of Babel. <laughs> if you've seen this week's uh, Steven Universe, that will be hilarious to you. If not, shut up. We made a lot of other references you probably did get. Yep. Matt, what do you got? <laughs> journey to Journey to Babel. Also good. <laughs> and I went with Babel 1, Romulans 2. <laughs> All right. That's all for this Jaws time. Jaws 3. Uh, Jaws 3D. 
Uh, Amanda, uh-huh. what, what is your plug situation? I have a two Tell plugs. the people. All right, plug my, it. My first plug is I do a daily photo blog. It's giantblackalbatross.tumblr.com. That's giantblackalbatross.tumblr.com for all of your photo-a-day needs. Um, and we are doing uh, something called Sarcastic Voyage Theater, which is really funny and really great um it's uh it's sort of sketch comedy in the style of old-time radio uh so each episode has uh some commercials and some short bits and then sort of a feature length um uh like little radio play it's really funny and you guys should definitely listen to it and we're doing a live show yeah if if you're in seattle or seattle adjacent on uh may 26th it's actually a bit early in the day. It's uh, 12.30 in the afternoon at the uh, Pocket Theater. Check it out. And speaking of the Pocket Theater, our big live show mm-hmm. for the first episode of Discovery, putting all this bullshit behind us, is only about a month and a half away now. Hooray! We're so close. Yep. Uh, that is June 30th at the Pocket Theater. Uh, please, uh, mm-hmm. if, if you intend to go, go to thepocket.org. Uh, RSVP, you don't even have to pay. Like, it's a pay-what-you-will-at-the-door situation, but but tell them you're coming. Just, just so we have an idea of uh, who's going to be there, how many people to expect, uh, we would very much appreciate yeah. that. It's going to be a big, like, not just watching and reviewing the episode, but also, like, a big celebration. A big, we're done. Yeah. We did it. We, nine years ago, said we're going to do all of Star Trek, and we are closing in on the finish line. Like, that's a, that's a big we deal wa- for we us. We basically watched all of the Star Trek that existed when we made that vow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're closing in on the last, like, there, I, I did a fair amount of research with some help, with, with the help of our friend mm-hmm. Tidro, with the help of some listeners. There is only one podcast that has covered, that has tried to cover all of Star Trek, and they did succeed in doing everything but Discovery. So as of the first episode of Discovery, we will be officially the longest running Star Trek podcast mm-hmm. ever. So that's definitely yeah. something to celebrate. So look forward to that June 30th in Seattle. Uh, we'd love to see all of you there. Uh, website is yep. postatomichorror.com. Uh, email address postatomichorror at gmail. Matt and I are on uh, Twitter at, at Algar and at Robot Matt. Uh, we got a Tumblr, postatomichorror.tumblr.com. And I think that's it. Yeah. See you, folks. The Postatomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2018. Please don't sue us. We're... We're still just doing this.